Hey there, and welcome to my day 33 doing the Camino on my treadmill. Following BK Lee from Korea. Shout out there to BK Lee, doing a great job. He's starting his day eight from Lagronio to Azofra. I walked from, yeah, I walked from Lagronio to uh, Nachara, I think it was called. Sounds horrible and I didn't have a great time there, but that doesn't mean it's a horrible place, right? <laughs> Let's get the mic closer. So anyway, I, uh, you're all wondering, did I meet a Giulia from Roma in Lagronio? I underestimated the size of Lagronio and I searched for her high and low. <laughs> that sounds weird. No, but I, I was with a lady from, woman from um, Amsterdam. What was her name? I was going to research that, but I didn't. So, and there was a sort of central area where lots of people were eating outside and I thought I'd see her there. I never did. Sorry for the damp squib. Um, and then, yeah, I should have just got her number in wherever I met her outside Los Arcos. But that's the thing. I wasn't really, see, I, I think it's just this big thing I invented in my head. I was just on the Camino. I wasn't thinking about anything romantic. I met her and her friend. Oh, we bonded over a kitten. That's always a good start. And then it's just, of course, after a few kilometers, I left them for a coffee. And she just seemed disappointed that I was going. So then I started building that into a story. Oh, yeah. Well, she was nice, but I wasn't thinking romantically until she looked disappointed. And then I thought, oh, I should have got her number. Oh, I'll probably see her in Logronio. Uh, BK is in this kind of shopping area, kind of covered, sort of archways, beautiful looking, looking out to the square, yeah, yeah, Lagronia was nice, I think, I think there was a curfew in the hostel, hostel I was staying in, anyway, by the t then I got to Lagronia and I didn't see her, and then I probably built it up into, oh, is he putting on a mosquito net, hardly, no, not at this time. Um, he's pausing anyway, he's getting ready. He's in an, he's under a covered area with these shops and looking at, oh, he's putting, he is putting on a mosquito. No, he's not. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. He keeps dangling this mesh in front of the camera. Just trying to confuse me. So then, when I didn't see her there, I thought, well, maybe I'll see her in the next place, which is, which I walked in Nahara, met Mark on the way, Mark from New Zealand, nice guy. And uh, now we're walking down a laneway here. It's really early in the morning, the sun isn't up. So then the question is, maybe I'll meet Giulia from Roma in 
at Nakhara. <laughs> That's not a story for the grandkids. Oh, we met in a place called Nakhara. I just remembered there was a smell of kind of rotting meat there or something. And maybe it was just something to do with that particular time, I don't know. And I have a bad sense of smell, so. But, yeah, I'll tell you about the experience in Nakhara when we get there. It was quite humorous. Kind of faulty towers type experience, maybe. And, uh, but I met other people who had a great experience too, so. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a nice sunny day here in Ireland. And it's 11 a.m. I'm inside on my treadmill with my sun lamp on. Let's, uh, let's take this top off. Steady. Ladies, enough of that. So, uh, hold on a sec. Get some water into me. So yesterday was Good Friday. That makes today Easter Saturday, I think they call it. And uh, I normally don't drink on Good Friday. Um, not out of some major compulsion, just I like the tradition. It was the one day of the year our pubs were shut. People went nuts. It's like people pour drink down their gullets all year round. And then it's like a oh, major impingement on our civil rights that they close the pubs. Mind you, to be fair, I, I'm not for that closing. I'm not, like church and state, keep them separate as far as I'm concerned. But it's just interesting, you'd see Irish people buying crate loads of beer for parties on uh, Thursday before Good Friday. Because God forbid, they could, you know, thought of going without drink, especially on a weekend, you must be joking. So we're a great crack all together, aren't we? When we got a belly full of drink. Anyway. <laughs> the funny thing is though, I ended up having a beer then in the afternoon because I'm, oh yeah, I forgot it was Good Friday, I'm off work. Like I'd bought fish and everything, that's a Good Friday thing. And I'm not a holy Joe, but I just think some traditions are good ones. We lose all those traditions, it's just consumerism that's left. Oh, and wellness, <laughs> i.e. another form of consumerism. They've sort of got the whole beauty thing, the beauty racket, and I think someone was writing that recently, and she said, you know, they've made it into wellness, goop and whatever, the religion of goop. Did read an interesting article in um, New York Times, about a woman talking about following all these, um, she was a columnist, I think, regular columnist, I think. Not Maureen Dowd or Michelle Goldberg, isn't that her name? Anyway, she was talking about, yeah, the religions of Instagram and all these life fixes and everything. But then she was just talking about her mother who went to church and did work for the church and helped the poor. This place looks familiar. Oh God, this is a beautiful square. Oh. Those old European cities like on the continent, you just, you don't get that in Ireland. Um, and not really in England either. I mean, I know London, they've got, you know, St. Paul's and Westminster, but no, no. 
you know, and what's that place? Norwich has old churches and things, but the continent, whole different ball game. Spain, especially Italy, though. But yeah, some of these towns are. Uh, cities, beautiful. Oh. If I went back, yeah, I guess I wouldn't mind going back and just having a little holiday. Or else redoing the Camino with a bit more time on my hands. Thing is, you don't want too much time. It's like now when I don't have to do it. It's actually harder, you know, in a way. Despite, I know I've got millions of listeners and I'm creaming in the money, but it feels kind of shallow, you know? Just, just like I'm just doing this for the money. I just checked the time on my gold Rolex there and I thought, ah, I don't feel so bad. After all, I'm sure when I'm driving my Lamborghini later, I'll uh, certainly have a better quality of misery, whatever about anything else. But, um, where was I? Where was I? Um, my God, gone, totally gone. Well, uh, BK is following a pilgrim here, so just follow the pilgrim, that's what I say. The GPS doesn't seem to be serving him well. And I was talking about, uh, let me turn my volume down too much. I was talking about the continent, Norwich, old buildings. Oh, Good Friday. So yesterday afternoon, I guess I kind of thought, oh yeah, it's the weekend. There was a beer in the fridge. Let's have a can of beer in the afternoon. Let's go crazy. I knew I wouldn't be driving. And uh, I was trying to avoid writing my book. Hey, we're talking Korean here. We're talking here. I'm not translating anymore. He just said, leave me alone, I'm in a bad mood. No, he didn't. God, you believe anything. Okay. Just past the newsstand. <clears throat> this is really early. There's traffic on the road. I guess it's early morning commuters. The sun isn't up, the street lights are on. Cyclists passed by. And, uh, here I am in Galway, Ireland. BK chatting away to his Korean friends. And uh, what was I going to talk about? Oh, so I talked about Tinder before. I'm, I'm off that. I go on enough. But, uh, Oh, I was going to talk about Bumble. Well, not much. I matched with Elaine from Limerick. I won't say any more. I don't know if it's a real profile. All I know is I matched with her. And as you know, on Bumble, the women get to talk first. They have 24 hours to decide whether you meet their high standards of manhood. Just passed a man on the street who's collecting litter, I think. God, when I started in Lagronio, 
Uh, they'd had a wine festival the night before, so the streets were quite messy, and there were some young guys, kind of still drunk, I think, but, I mean, it was nothing compared to an average weekend in Ireland. And uh, as, as to Paddy's Day, St. Patrick's Day, it was, I mean, that's like apocalypse now or something, you know? So we celebrate our nationhood. I'm turning into such a prude. Both my sister and my colleague Kieran from work predicted yesterday that I would end up phoning into the Joe Duffy show, which is um, a show in Ireland where people complain about things. Kind of spooky that they both made the same prediction on the same day. <laughs> I don't think so. I, I'm going to prove them wrong by never doing it. Anytime I feel the urge, I'll just hold my tongue and go, no, I'm not going to give them the pleasure of becoming that guy. I remember hearing a guy on Joe Duffy. Liveline is the name of the show. It used to be presented by the great, late, great Marion Finucane. Hats off, a great of Irish broadcasting. Up there with Gay Byrne. Mike Murphy's another great, still alive, doing a podcast at the moment. I must listen to it. Um, he, yeah, he's a great broadcaster too. I just remember from my childhood, we all loved Mike Murphy. Um, live line though. The live line is open, call Joe on the live line. So, a guy phoned in anyway. I, was this during Marion's era, or I think it was during Joe's era, but he was bemoaning the hijacking of the word gay by, this was in the 2000s, I think, or 90s, no, it was in the 2000s, I think, by the gay community, well, by the hetero, by the homosexual community. You know, he was saying the, the word gay means happy. And I'm like, God, he took his time, I mean, it had been, you know, co-opted a long time ago. Suddenly he decides to phone in Joe about it. But he was saying, uh, hi Joe, Joe, I am a gay straight man, Joe. I am a gay straight man. Kept repeating that. I, I'm a happy straight man. He didn't sound that gay to me in the happy sense of the word. So anyway, my sister and Kieran my once esteemed colleague, not so sure anymore about esteemed, both think that's where I'm headed. Just because I was saying, just because I was having a moan about the way we just, on Good Friday, we just pour more crap down our throats. And uh, I guess, uh, I get, sometimes I get worked up over stuff like that, then I laugh at myself, so. You see, I've got self-awareness, right? It's not a Holy Joe thing, it's just a, well, in my estimation, it's a, an anti-consumerist thing. So if the churches all go, there was actually an article in the Irish Times about it, and in The Guardian, both within the last week, about sort of post-Christian society. Um, 
I emailed the Guardian article to my friend Declan, who did also did the Camino. I think uh, I thought I got a response from him, but no, he's responded to something else. <laughs> oh, I was telling him to sell all the shares because uh, I'm quitting the film business. <laughs> he said he heard there was a crisis. All right. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm causing a, sh a lot of. Shaking a lot of. Um, the, I'm shaking the foundations of the Irish film and television industry to its core. I'm still in the business as an editor, but just creatively, I'm now trading as a writer of books. I better finish that first novel. I was thinking today about my. Um, the young adult trilogy that I had been working on and abandoned, but I will come back to. It seems to be getting clearer in my head now. I just needed to walk away from it. It was too complex. <clears throat> oh, you're asking about Elaine from Limerick. Okay, we'll get back to that in a second. BK's having a great old chat here, isn't he? I don't know. Well, I do know what they're on about, but for the sake of privacy, I won't translate. Even though he's broadcasted on YouTube, so. Anyway, um, Elaine from Limerick. What was I talking about just before that? Me quitting the film business. Oh, my, my Solaris trilogy. Yeah, it just got too complex. And now when I think about it, it's becoming simpler in my head. So I, I imagine I'll revisit that. I heard a woman on Radio 4 talking about writing illustrated kids' books, and I just thought, wow, that sounds great. Um, I think YA, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, maybe I'll be everything. YA, heavy literature, Booker Prize winner. <sighs> yeah, whatever. Let's just finish the first book, James, okay? Okay, some more water, and then on to Elaine from Limerick. So I matched with her and Bumble. Bumble only allowed the women to speak first. Apparently, it's a feminist thing. The women get to ignore the men first, which is usually what happens. But no, she talked within the first 24 hours. Otherwise, if she didn't, I would have lost the connection. I'd be devastated. To be up there with Julia from Roma. So anyway, I was thinking the only market for this podcast is something to go to sleep to. You know those sleep tools? Yeah, maybe I should market it as that. Most of it I'm speaking calmly, although sometimes when I get bored I start shouting and saying, he's got a gun, he's got a gun. But it could actually work, you know. <laughs> uh, we'll see. Okay. Uh, da, da, da. What am I looking up? Bumble. Here we go. Bumble. No more maps. Uh, Elaine from Limerick. And uh, so she matches with me, and I just had a feeling it was a spam profile. I know Tinder is flooded with them. Bumble, not so much. So then, eventually, she breaks the ice with a GIF, right, an animated picture. Uh, video of a guy, red-headed guy, young guy, let's just zoom in here, waving. He's just 
What's a t-shirt say? There's a former famous film, it probably is. It reminds me of Napoleon Dynamite or something, but it's not. It's, in fact, totally different. I don't know why it reminds me. So he's waving. Can't read his t-shirt. Okay. So, obviously, translation, hello. Fair enough. Then she followed shortly afterwards, 10 minutes later, by another gif of a woman opening curtains and the bright light shines through. Hey, Elaine, if you're listening, you're famous because I'm actually advertising my podcast on Bumble. Oh, I was advertising it on Tinder. Now I'm annoyed with myself for deleting the... Uh, I deleted the Tinder account and just got bored with it. And um, it felt like it was mainly spam anyway, so at that stage. Anyway, so first GIF, guy waves hello. Second GIF, woman opens curtains. Blinding light comes in, she immediately falls back. What's that meant to mean? I don't know. Third one. Um... Some animation could be the Lion King. I don't know. It's two feline-type creatures, and they're dancing around, and it says, it's Friday. So let me kind of translate all that. So she's saying, hello. And maybe, like, the opening the curtains is like, you know, lockdown. We're all locked down. You open the curtains, and suddenly you're blinded by the light. And then the third one, it's Friday, which is a good reminder. Uh, I should have got back. Yes, it's Good Friday. I hope you're eating fish and not drinking alcohol as I sipped my cold beer. So, you know, I'll get back to her and tell her that, uh, hey, I mentioned you in my podcast because then she can listen and see, did I get it right? So, hello, Elaine. I want to say your age. Younger than me. That wouldn't be hard, eh? And Elaine from Limerick. Uh, you look nice, and uh, not sure if you speak English, but um, you're a good conversationalist. We could just meet and show each other pictures or something. Anyway, we'll see. To be continued. Uh, this could become the major topic of my Camino, who knows? Who will play us in the movie? Um, I would be played, and we've talked about this before, haven't we? I'm going to be the dude from La La Land. What's his name? Not Bradley Cooper, the other guy. Uh, I keep mixing the names up. It's Ryan Reynolds, is that his name? Or is that someone else? I haven't a clue. You know they're not Ryan, what? Ryan Gosling, do. <laughs> uh, I remember something, it's a, I, it just reminded me of an anecdote that's kind of rude. I'm wondering, should I just select the explicit box on my podcast because I know I've already let one swear word slip through that I couldn't find again 
Then I was talking about the topic of men sending pictures of a certain part of their anatomy to women, but I was kept it discreet. But then every so often, I feel like telling a story that involves a swear word. I have my character in my book, Irish guy in London. I had him not swearing, and it's that kind of thing of, well, I've experienced this. If you're Irish, Irish middle-class people swear more than English middle-class people, to the best of my knowledge. That's my observation. Yeah, I don't think I could knock a PhD thesis out of that one. I think that would be most people's conclusion. So uh, let's get the fan going here on low. Um, but So I had my character not swearing. And then I had him not swearing in the narration, which is kind of strange, but it felt right at the time. It's, it was a good limitation, though. I really... It's like if you broadcast swearing or you write it down, it sort of magnifies or something. So anyway, the character ends up in Ireland and certainly there's other characters swearing. I'm pretty sure I've had him swear at least once or twice in the narration. I'm like, it's the first draft, I'm not judging it anymore. It started to become too um, strained, the not swearing thing. And there was something about it. As soon as he got back to Ireland, he just started writing, uh, taught, narrating in a more Irish way. And because I set out to write sort of, my patriotic friends would lynch me for this, a sort of English type book, like, uh, well, what's his name? David uh, Nichols. I don't know, I read all his books and I like that type of book. I mean, I'd read some, also a book by Emma Jane Unsworth. So female voice, but it's still, it just, there's that certain English self-deprecating, slightly ironic, but not too ironic, with heartfelt stuff kind of going on under the surface, you know? And, and the voice is quite controlled, you know? So, of course, Nichols, mainly third person, isn't he? Well, One Day was, anyway, his most famous one. Forget about the movie. Uh, but I, I love the book. Some people are a bit snooty about it, but I love it. And, um, but I end up writing something different. I mean, but that's the way it is. I was saying it to my sister the other day, like, she's also writing at the moment, she's showing talent. I love the way I say that as if I'm giving my seal of approval. Um, I would say we both have talent. Being Irish, I won't go further than that. Oh, I'm not that good, really. Oh, stop it, I'm not that good, I'm awful. That's more like it. And then people say, no, you're not awful, oh, but I am. Original sin. Never, you never get away from the original sin of being awful. We might have dumped religion, but we haven't dumped. Our original sin is still there knocking around, isn't it? Anyway, let's not get all theological here, eh? What, what, old chap? Um, people walking by on the way to work. It's getting quiet now, getting quiet. We're walking through a park sort of thing. 
Would you call it a park? It's all, no, it's cemented. Coming to a bridge, like a bridge over troubled waters. I have to stop now for copyright reasons. Sorry to disappoint. So, uh, let's put the, f no, I'm saving the fan out of it. Gone to high, oh shit, that's highest it can go. Low and high and off. Cut the fan on high. And uh, drying some clothes out in the line there. Put another wash on after this. See, if I put it on at the same time as a treadmill, it could actually trip a fuse. This treadmill is known to trip fuses. So, if the thing is, if I take off, if I mark my stuff as explicit, always don't agree with He's saying, what, which way are we going? And she's saying, I don't know. You're the expert. You're the one with the GPS. And the camera, oh, she's pointing this way. If I could see where the sun was, I'd know. The sun is more... I don't like this. I can't see the sun, but I feel like looking at the sky, it's more to the left. Uh, oh no, which is good, but it's, is it slightly in front of them? Who cares? So, this looks familiar, but then all the cities have that kind of, these parks you walk through on the way out, I think. Yeah, I was walking here with, oh, the woman from Amsterdam. Antoinette, I in my head I'm calling her, but that's not her name. Marie Antoinette. So, uh, and I remember crossing a bridge with her. But then, maybe she went on further because I ended up meeting Mark and arriving in Nachar with Mark. Mark from New Zealand. So where were we? We've covered a lot of ground. This would be perfect for the going to sleep stories. I might try and market them that way. Maybe, let's see. I don't want to put any more text on my um, logo because when it shows up as a thumbnail, it's quite small, you know. Camino on a Treadmill by James Finland. Fall asleep the dulcet tones of James Finlan. An Irishman as he walks the Camino. See, if I did it all in a stage Hollywood accent, a Hollywood Irish accent, that would be better. Because I remember working on these uh, American low-budget movies in Ireland. Then they revoice the actors. They revoiced, they, like, they had Mia Farrow playing her, well, playing an Irish woman. They had the younger Mia Farrow, played by a real Irish person, whom I know. Then they revoiced her with another actor doing the proper Irish accent, i.e. the wrong Irish accent. Bigosh and Bigara. They actually think they know an Irish accent better than us. So yeah, I'd have to do it in one of those fake Irish accents. I don't think I can even do it. I'll never get a job in Hollywood playing the romantic Irish love interest.
I mean, I've got everything else going for me. Well, it could be a bit taller, but you know, platform shoes or something. Hey, Tom Cruise, they sort him out, don't they? You just cast him against smaller people. Then they have the other people walking in trenches. Mickey Spillane, who wrote, what did he write? Was that his name or the character's name? Anyway, he used to play the detective in some of his own works and he would always cast people smaller than him. Of course, I'm out of the business now, so no more work for the uh, small people. Sorry, folks. You're on your own now. Um, I had such ambitions. And I realize now, kind of all, in terms of my own work, it was over a long time ago. And I didn't realize it. Well, over in terms of the traditional Irish route of applying for funding and everything. Doesn't mean, if I ever returned to it, it would be low budget. You know, shoot something in my house, with just the camera, available light. Uh, you know, cheap and cheerful lighting setup and just something, an interesting script. But <laughs> don't even have that anyway. No, I'm more interested in writing books. When you write a book, you're not constrained. You just make it whatever you want it to be. So, where are we? 33 minutes of walking. So yeah, I'm half, more than halfway through. Oh, I'll go up to 4.56. And uh, fan on high. Bit more water here. This could be perfect for the going to sleep kind of thing. Podcast. I'll have to investigate that. Maybe, maybe not. No, because you're meant to speak slower and slower for those. Sometimes I get excited. That's not good. You'd be falling asleep and then I go, hey! When Camino, I start singing or something. I get fired by, I don't know, whoever finances the whole operation. So Elaine from Limerick, if you're still listening, send me another GIF animated picture. Or I dare say, if you speak English, feel free to send a sentence. I'm a bit fussy about grammar, but I'll go easy on you. So, uh, Julia from Roma. God knows where she was on this day, ahead of me somewhere. I'd say on her way to Azofra, but I walked just to Nahara, which was 25 kilometers. To be continued. So, walking through a park. Sun is coming up. It's filling the sky. Can't quite tell where it is. I'm hoping it's. Oh yeah, hold on. Oh no, the shadows are from the lamps. God, I'm so stupid. I'm so dumb. It's quite incredible how dumb I am. Uh, people are constantly amazed by it. So uh, anyway, hope you're falling asleep. Da, da, da.
better look at my notes. So, where was I? Let's have a look at my notes. I might look at my diary again from, oh, I still have a lane from Limerick on my um, Bumble. It says, you're using Bumble offline. No, I'm not. So I responded, by the way, hi. Always a good opener. I, I do, I do uh, online dating coaching. Hi, can't beat a simple hi. Followed by, how's lockdown in Limerick? Now, for people listening to this a hundred years hence, or aliens a thousand years hence, lockdown, we have this COVID pandemic at the moment, this uh, deadly virus, and people are locked down. So, are we even on lockdown anymore? Sometimes they announce another lockdown. I'm going, I thought we were already on one. I don't know what's going on. My friend Dara in Paris, he's like, they have curfews every night. And they announced another lockdown there, but once again, I kind of thought they were already on it. They're much stricter there. Irish aren't great at taking rules. Then, of course, you have the anti-vaxxers and all that. Be interesting to see, I guess, when it's all done and dusted. There's two sides to the story, and uh, lessons will be learned, but then, well, I was going to say the next pandemic will be 100 years from now, and they'll just make the same mistakes again, or different mistakes. But people are saying, no, there'll be more of these in possibly in our lifetime. <coughs> we'll see. Um, I'm okay on my own. I don't have kids, that helps. So, sometimes I heard they were saying cats can catch it, but not spread it. But then I was imagining, imagine if they said the cats are spreading it and they have a nationwide order to cull all the cats. I was like, oh my God, I would. Well, I was gonna hide them in my attic, but I'd probably actually go out somewhere in the middle of nowhere and hide with them. I was kind of, it was almost turning into a fantasy in my head, like it was in a movie. But no, I wouldn't like that. Well, I guess what they would announce is they cannot go out. They have that in um, parts of Australia, or maybe all of Australia. I mean, cats are notorious for killing wildlife. If they announced that, I could live with that. It'd be hard for the cats, though. I'd get one of those, you know those things that they can climb inside? I don't have one of those that they can get more exercise. But they have the best of both worlds at the moment, I think. They have their freedom, they have a cat flap, which also and by, you know, entails extra danger, but that's a trade-off I'm willing to take. Some people think imprisoning your cats is the best way. Each to their own. So if you live in the city, maybe you have no choice. God, I'm getting boring. Yeah, this is definitely a go-to-sleep podcast, I think. If I did it in 30-minute sections, no, but uh, then there'd be just like 320 episodes. No, I need to do at least an hour. So 20 minutes to go. Okay, we're done with Elaine from Limerick for the moment. Thank you, Elaine. Uh, you can reply to me in Bumble, if you want, if you exist. 
So let's look at your back online that says, okay, that's good. journal. So let's see, where are we? Negronio. Da, da, da. Uh, oh yeah, in Legronio, I share room with Nicolina. Yes, that's the woman from, so it's not Marie Antoinette, it's Nicolina from Amsterdam. Uh, I... <laughs> I tell her I was looking for Julia, the Italian girl, woman. She says, and here you are with an old Dutch woman. <laughs> she was funny. I liked her. Then I meet St. Mark again, as I call him, Mark from New Zealand. Oh yeah, I meet him in Legronio. He helps me find a plug adapter in the shop for my phone. Then I meet Porrick from Galway again. I've met him before. Oh, Mayo lose to Dublin by a point again. No, Julia. That's the end of that paragraph, my God. So, um, Mayo, last one. I made a documentary about this and I still get, I get mixed up in my dates. Wasn't it? They won two years in a row. And it was, I think, wasn't it 50 and 51? Or was it 51 and 52? Imagine I don't know that, and I made a documentary about it. Um, anyway, I talked about that before, the curse on the Mayo team. But my dad was at the match the last time they won. <clears throat> and then they say there's a curse on them that the team disrespected a funeral in Foxford County Mayo when they were celebrating and the priest put a curse on them that they would never win while the members of that team were alive and they haven't won and I think they're just down to one now but it's I feel a little disrespectful talking about it the, the rumour only started in the 90s anyways of course it's nonsense I did an interview on radio <coughs> to promote it and the, for well, like some local station in Waterford or something, the woman who interviewed me kept saying, oh, so tell me about this curse and all that. And I was saying, well, it's not true. That was my whole angle. And she just kept coming back to it. So when did the priest put the thing on them? And obviously she'd made up her questions and she was sticking to them. <laughs> it wasn't uh, my best interview. When I did those interviews, I'd always try and get a footballer on with me who actually knows about sports. I'd try and get Larry, Anthony Larry Finnerty, who played with Mayo a few times. And one time when they, near, they thought they'd won, he scored a goal and he missed a goal. Oh. God, it's hard for players living with that and it's just coming so close and the cup was there, they could see it. And anyway, so I was there since I made the documentary, and the year we made it, Mayo ended up in the final against Dublin and, spoiler alert, lost. But since then, every time they get into a final, which has been a handful of times, we, uh, I listen in because we used to go, myself and Johnny, who, with whom I made it, we would go uh, 
to be outside Croke Park in case they won. We've stopped doing that now, but if they won, maybe. Well, of course, I've retired from the business. Well, maybe one of us could go anyway. We could put a happy ending on it. I feel like I feel like that'll be a whole new documentary with maybe some elements from the original one. Mayo would go nuts if they won. It'd be like Italian 90 all over again. It would be crazier, I think. But, so I'm listening that time. I can remember on my phone, I couldn't stream an image of it, I think, but I'm just, I'm listening to, I'm streaming it on the radio on my phone. I missed the first half, I think. It was against Dublin, of course. I think Mayo came out strong in the first half. And then it just fell apart in the second half. But no, it was by a point again. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. They've, they've come so close. And there was one match where they had, was it two own goals or something? Or an own goal anyway. And, oh, man. And then a draw followed by a replay where they lose by a point. Like, you can't get closer. And I know nothing about sport, but, you know, I know that much. So anyway, I'm there listening in Lagronia. Thinking, and as I say, I don't really go nuts for sport, but at that moment I was invested in it. <laughs> I started saying a rosary <laughs> that they'd win. Didn't work. Damn. Yeah, I know. I sound like a holy Joe. I guess I'm a little superstitious, but I'm also like, I don't ever want to live a life that is completely devoid of a sense of the spiritual and or the supernatural. By supernatural, I mean things beyond our understanding because there are things that happen beyond our understanding and they happen to people who would claim to be rationalists, but they're there all the time. For me, that's the beauty of life, the things we don't understand. And things we learn are interesting too, but they all keep pointing to the gap in the knowledge, especially when you go to the quantum level. So. So there, look how smart I am. I just use a word like quantum and you're like, ooh, explain that to us. I'm like, no, hashtag read a book, hashtag educate yourself. You know, I mean, I, I'm not just going to give away all my knowledge for free. I'll just take some more water here. <coughs> Went down the wrong way. I mean, you want me to translate the Korean for you? You want me to explain quantum physics? Come on, come on, this, uh, you're, you're, you're taking me for a ride here. What do, you, what do you take me for, huh? Okay, I might get a Patreon link going, you know, where you can sponsor me and you can ask specific questions and I'll answer them whilst on my treadmill. Yeah, I gotta monetize this podcast, you know? Yeah, anyway, so that was the Mayo match. Porg from Galway, Mark from New Zealand, Nicolina, no, Nicoletta, was it? Nic Nico, it's hard to read on a treadmill. Nicolina from Amsterdam. Oh, and we also met Paige again that night from, anyone? Anyone? Seattle. Oh, we're going under a tunnel. Lots of graffiti under a tunnel, white light at the end. White light, will we make it? 
a puddle. Ooh, don't want to think too much about what's in that. And um, we're coming out to the white light. And once again, we're born again, cleanse of our sins. Here we go, out into the light. I'm beginning to see the light. Velvet Underground song. Okay. Uh, let's have a look. So, <clears throat> walk to Nakara with Mark. So, oh, oh, yeah. I just have a note about the guy we met in the uh, <laughs> hostel in Nakara. I kind of, I t touched on him a bit. I want to save him for when we were going through Nakara, but he was like, uh, he only gave us one key between us. It's like, we're not even, you know. Yeah, we walked together that day, but like, we might do different things that evening. But no, one key. <laughs> and then he was saying, his English is really bad and he just seemed to hate us. I mean, I guess he put up with a lot of crap from peregrinos, from pilgrims. Kind of like, I've done some teaching, some lecturing and, you know, put up some, so you can be tested to your limits sometimes in that environment. So anyway, I um, but he goes, he's there going, my restaurant, where is? And I'm like, we're looking at him going, I don't know where you, he repeated it three times. My restaurant, where is? I'm like, I don't bloody know, it's your restaurant, why are you asking me? He was trying to, what he really meant to say was, translation. Uh, hello, gentlemen, I have a restaurant, and now I shall proceed to show you where it is. So anyway, he proceeded to show us where it was. Pizzeria behind the thing. Why would we go? He was so rude to us. No, one key. I And I just started, I just broke down and started laughing. He was shouting about, no, there's no fleas in my beds, and blah, blah, blah. Mark was just asking, was there a lower bunk available on me? No, no fleas, or no, what do they call them? Bed bugs. No bugs, one key. I just broke down laughing. I was kind of exhausted and just started laughing. In his face, I couldn't help it. I was just more at the situation than him. Although, he was a factor as well. And, uh, and uh, my restaurant, queries. we didn't go to his restaurant. So, and then no sign of Julia again in Nakara. Oops, I've told that bit too early. Maybe I did see her, maybe I didn't, who knows. Okay, uh, how are we doing time-wise? Oh, nine minutes, okay. Can I talk for nine minutes? Can I talk for nine minutes? <clears throat> I'm getting a warning that the battery is low on my Bluetooth headphones. We can rectify that, I dare say. Not much to listen to except for the clickety-clack of the sticks. Ooh, that's quite poetic, James. Have you ever considered a career as a writer or a poet? The clickety-clack of the sticks. Yeah, I don't think that's that original. So, let's 
No more from my diary, but let's look at my Camino notes for interesting things to say, hey? When all is said and done, I'll make a book out of this, and I will uh, maybe do a re-edit. Someone else can do the shorter versions. Uh, da -da -da. Well, that's notes for my novel, is it? Don't give me those. You can queue up and buy the book, my friend. Notes. Uh, where are we? Okay. Vision Quest. I keep saying that. No, I'm not talking about that bumble. Oh, Knaskard. Hmm. Oh, also, I came across a thing on YouTube, just, you know, where they preview different things. It said, Jordan Peterson, the most terrifying IQ statistic. I didn't watch it. I'm not saying I haven't watched Jordan Peterson. Um, but I didn't watch that anyway. But I'm like, the most terrifying IQ statistic. Uh, that doesn't even grab me. How, I can't even conceive of how I could be terrified by an IQ statistic. What's the most terrifying? We're all dumb as crap. Humans are dumber than cats. I mean, nothing would surprise me. So, I'm pretty sure all those guys, it's mainly guys, they put up Jordan Peterson stuff and they, it seems to me they misrepresent him. He's gonna look at him, destroy a feminist. I was talking to a female. I know some women who, believe it or not, listen to him. She was saying, well, he's misrepresented by both sides, but then that's the time we live in. And I'm not getting any further into that debate. Uh, interesting times we live in, though. But yeah, the most terrifying IQ statistic. Really? That's, they're over-egging that title. I might actually listen just to find, if it's a long piece, I won't, just to find what it is. But really terrifying, come on. As I said, the worst thing is we're all dumber than cattle or something, which sounds totally believable to me. Or maybe it's about me. James Finland is the dumbest person in the world. I'd be like, that's not terrifying. Because I'm, I'm happy, so <laughs> what's the problem? You know, if, if being dumb makes you happy, then that's great. So, so I'm pretty relaxed about that particular thing. And uh, now, what else? What else? Do we have something else interesting to talk about? See, some days I have no notes. I just go from tangent to tangent, and I know you love it. I was going to talk about Samim, my friend, Palestinian friend in Russia. Glow, I keep saying I'll talk about Glow. All I can say is it's a great series. And I'm a bit jaded with the whole Netflix thing, but I think Glow was great. Lots of guys, certain guys say to me, oh, I wouldn't watch that. Oh, that's not for guys. Oh, that's a bit gay. A bit gay? Lots of beautiful women? Okay. But no, it's, it's largely from a female perspective, mainly from the character of Ruth, played by Alison Brie. She would be the main point of view, but you see all the different points of views, but then you also see Mark Maron. He's really revealed himself like a much better actor than I thought he would be as the uh, director of the wrestling shows, a former kind of failed horror film director. But, and it's a real, there's a definite feminist agenda in it, but 
it do that doesn't make it, it's not hammering you on the head with it. There's an interesting Me Too moment, which is to see it through Ruth's point of view was quite shocking. You read about these things, but then when you see it, what unfolds, it's like, oh. I mean, she got out of there from what I remember, but just the situation that was being presented to her. And then it just showed, in that instance, her fellow female actor said you should, shouted at her, said you should have done it. And then Mark, the director, Sam, bashed the guy's car up. I just thought it was interesting showing both sides. Um, but, oh, there's some great stuff. Kate Nash is wonderful in it. Oh, and the guy she ends up getting together with, who may or may not be gay, I don't want to ruin everything, although that was hardly a major revelation, but oh, he was a great character too. This rich kid who just loved wrestling, had weird, weird issues with his mom. What was his name again? Um, Bash, something Bash, wasn't it? Sam, no, anyway. Bash Howard, Bash Howard. Anyway, love that show. You know, I don't really have much more to say about it. I think it's finished, is it? Oh, and the director, and I feel bad I don't know her name, but because I've mentioned this before, I'm bad on names. She directed a film that I loved called You, Me and Everyone We Know. But it came out at the same time as a Hollywood family movie with a similar name, but this was, no, this was indie. Beautiful film. I mean, films like that just can't get financed anymore, I think, but... But she ended up directing episodes of Glow, and then last I heard she was dating Mark Maron, and... Then, and then she got cancer and died really quickly. Oh, I feel so bad that I don't know her name because I know I loved her, that film she made. Pretty sure it's called You, Me and Everyone We Know. Um, so, you know, when you see something like that, a really kind of personal and intimate film, you feel like you know someone. And I feel disrespectful not knowing her name. It's just, I don't, you know, directors of TV shows, I don't look at that. You know, nowadays, the directors, the auteurs are nearly all gone, you know. It's like if you direct for Netflix, they're calling a lot of the shots. So. It's, I guess it's like more about the writers, and in a way, I don't even know who the writers are. It's, it's the um, characters I go for. But yeah, the auteurs are on the way out, unfortunately. But I was sad to hear that. Sad for him as well, God. Because I feel I know him from his podcasts. And uh, yeah, I like his two Netflix shows. I thought I would, I discovered him on his podcast, thought I wouldn't like him as a stand-up, but I certainly like, I think it's just this whole, his podcast has resurrected him. Imagine going from being a drug addict, all washed up, no one wants to touch you, to interviewing Barack Obama in your garage, garage, as the Americans say. 
and uh, then becoming uh, an actor and reviving his stand-up career. Okay, I am done. Well, let's just say one thing. I remember... No, no, I'll save it for tomorrow. Uh, Mark Maron, I'll just tell it quickly. He's at the Rolling Stones gig with his friend, and it's great and everything. But then they're doing the encore, you know, and he turns to his friend, hey, you want to get moving now? We beat the traffic. And his friend says, yeah, yeah. So that's when you know you're getting old. Okay, so. Uh, that's it, Buen Camino, over and out. See you tomorrow, happy Easter. <laughs> <laughs>